this is not your normal lecture on hip hop. We are going into a more metaphysical, spiritual, philosophical approach to hip hop. It's more controversial, I must say, at the beginning of this. I don't mean to offend anyone at all, but there's the door. Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Each One Teach One with Eddie Fika. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I am Concept714, and uh, last week's episode was very... Um, it allow us to kind of express ourselves and give you guys a little inkling of who we are, but I want to get a little more specific onto who Edifica is. So okay. Edifica, DJ Kaboom, give me your top five musical influences so they can see where you're coming from, what what aspect of hip hop you're. Oh, you're um, from. are you? Do you want me to stick to hip hop influences? Musical influences. Okay. So uh, just to give everybody a, a little um, background and just so that you guys can see how beautiful music is and how it really brings people together i grew up in mexico city that's where i was born i migrated here in 1994 um so i i have a more uh, experience with hip-hop here when i migrated in 94 i mean one of my i, I have to say this right away because it is one of my top influences of ready to die is one of my top influences by by big i listened to that in high school and thought it was an amazing album so the album itself is a musical the, the album biggie. the album both both okay, okay. yeah both um, but I'll just say that that's when I migrated here so that's if you're talking hip hop that's definitely one of my you know f most influence uh, of all time there but growing up as a kid I grew up with everything so I think uh, I'm a big Doors fan I love mm. the Doors so the Doors uh, even as a kid you know even as a kid not knowing English you know listening to it in Mexico City Doors were amazing so I'm a big Doors fan um um, definitely a big Freddie Mercury fan so I love Queen yeah. amazing pieces of music um, who else can I say that is, um, so that's three that's three uh, uh, man it, see the thing about me it's uh, my my taste is really range I, the, my, my taste is the, it's, really, it's really wide in range so I love electronic music too so this this might be like off you know putting for some uh hip-hop heads but uh ed russian optical from it's a you know drum and bass is like a big influence for me so uh, ed russian optical if you ever get to listen to some of their stuff from the you know from the mid uh 90s to whatever they release now they're just amazing and i think that f that side of me it's more about the what you can do sonically with 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 a synthesizer and the drum machine and stuff like just the sounds that they could create and how they made how they push the boundaries of bass within like the drums and just the actual um you know writing itself like coming up with themes and and very cinematic pieces of work so you know and just very moving and like just make your body move it doesn't matter who you are like just the sound of it like really really like push the boundaries so i think at russian optical are definitely there for for uh, my musical influences and um and you know what i i grew up on cumbia so i can't really say like any specific uh, group but just just cumbia in general i i have a really big big connection with it i think it's because i grew up in mexico city too but the same thing when you're talking about sound systems and whatnot and and, and, and djing and everything just just how much uh how much they were pushing bass uh within you know the uh, the sonic uh spectrum so i think th those are some of my biggest influences there like sure and, and it's very wide but yeah and you take those influences both as edifica and kaboom uh pretty much really i mean as far as writing as, as edifica i think if you if you're thinking of uh, definitely the doors kind of play into into what i write uh, queen also uh, you know because i try not to stick to your typical i mean i do i'm very if you listen to my style when i rap you know i i do rhyme 
uh, quite a bit. A lot of the things that I say rhyme, but I do step f- away from the comfort zone, and I, I I try to think deeper into the human human mindset, and, and and just try not to use the same typical words everybody uses. But and not even just that, just just really looking deep within my soul to like try to come up with something deeper. And I think that comes from the Doors mm. and and Freddie Mercury and sure. such. Yeah, but definitely, I mean, Biggie, Nas, Common, um, are, are big influences for me. Okay. Um, it just gives us a little w- peek into the window of your brain and your soul and like the, 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 the filter that you're processing hip hop through, you know, right. uh, the musical influences for me, um, not rapping anymore mm. have changed and they, it, but they've always been kind of, of the same all across the board. So like, um, I'm a huge cannabis fan. Mm, yeah, I know uh, that. The listeners might not be familiar with him, but Cannabis is widely considered to be one of the best lyricists in hip-hop history. Um, cannabis was the dude that like Jay-Z and Nas would listen to. Like he, he He's that influential on dudes. Um, he's gone through a lot in his career, uh, but that's what you can expect out of a 30-year career in hip-hop is you're going to go up and down, up yeah. and down. Um, he was planning to be the next one until uh <laughs> historically if you know the story uh cannabis was featured on a song with meth man red man lo cool j in cannabis <clears throat> unfortunately cannabis was a big fan of lo cool j and i'm only giving you this so that you guys can understand how quickly things can change uh-huh. um in hip-hop uh he was featured on a song again with red man meth man uh Hello, Cool J, and Cannabis. Was there somebody else? DMX. 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 Cannabis wrote the unfortunate line of uh, selling to Hello, Cool J. I'll take the mic off your arm and I'll rock it, right? Yeah. Hello, uh, Cool J at the time being Hello, Cool J, and Cannabis being the unknown artist took it very personally, cost uh, Cannabis' his career. Yeah. But I only mention that because he's a man of struggle and a man who has who painfully remains in hip hop who you who people might joke and he might be the butt of the joke but honestly the man has probably li- written some of the best lyrics in hip hop history right uh cannabis is a big is a big uh uh influence of mine nas has always been a big influence just on flow right i've always been super impressed on seemingly uh, on how seemingly easy he flows it's an incredible thing to listen to a nas album right um tupac uh for many reasons one of them being the fact that he was so young and hip-hop was he was tuned into his hip-hop channel Mm. at a very young age i like the way you use that by the way well because bro that's the only way that i can really make sense of it right it it is above me it is something that is being broadcasted down and if i may get really really spiritual with you or, or or you know big this is let me let me explain to you so one of the best people that i've ever met that explained a story to me gave me a, an idea of how to determine your story and this is what i mean so if you're uh, abstract you go up the ladder like super abstract like you're thinking wide mm-hmm. but if you want to be subjective you go down the ladder and you're very specific with your thought process it's a, it's a good way to to think of an idea mm. so if we can go abstract mm. i honestly think hip-hop is love it's the universe it's the expressing itself through the youth specifically totally in a spe- very specific way because and this is what i'll tell you a kid in africa there's freestyling in that village in Africa. There's freestyling in England in those kids in those in those slum apartments. Right. There's freestyling in Costa Rica in those fucking slums. Right. There's freestyling here in America. Right. It's all hip hop. Yeah. It's all hip hop. You don't need a you don't need a drum kit. You don't need anything in hip hop. All you need is the will and the and the the tune in, the the channel to start developing your brain and you're gonna start rapping and you're gonna start beatboxing. It's natural. Mm-hmm. You're gonna start making beats out of nowhere. And right. now hip hop starts to tune into your head. And it's right. a development, and then you find, oh, what is that? And then boom, boom, it it, it evokes something in you, and I think hip hop is unique art form mm-hmm. in that. Yes. Um, and Tupac was able to pick up on that very early and maneuver around it. Dear Mama, mm-hmm. bro, Smile is probably one of the best songs ever written. Um, feeling, uh, composition lyrically scarface was incredible in it listen to the song smile with tupac and scarface 
um, it's almost tear causing yeah. on how uh, how they were able to understand where the song was, what the song was, and then they were able to deliver that. Right. Pac died at 26. Mm-hmm. So everything he's ever accomplished, he did before the age of 26. Right. That is an amazing feat. He's a kid. Right. He's 26. He's a kid, bro. Right. And movies and widely considered he's the measure that we measure omcs that come to at 26 bro Mm -hmm. what does that tell you about where he was where he was able to tune hip-hop to that says a lot right um i love i i love sage francis uh some people might not be familiar with sage francis he's a great poet slash rapper uh he's from rhode island and uh i've been a, a legendary fan of, of sage francis for many years uh there's a great album called personal journals by sage francis who i would go and venture to be one of the greatest albums in hip-hop hmm. um most people might not be familiar but again bro that was the bible to me hmm. that that album he sage francis is able to speak emotions in a very simplistic but not overly dumb way um that is amazing and if i had to choose a fifth i'm gonna go with slug Mm. uh, for the same rationale except slug is very much more an emotional guru to me he has been and um, people might not be familiar with slug but if you're listening to this i would encourage you to go check out atmosphere um who is i'm look again um hip-hop is claimed to be a certain race or a certain genre or a certain ideology but Slug taught me that it was okay to have emotions in hip hop. Right, that was something that was not widely expressed because you were like, "No Vaseline and fuck the police and fucking Ice T, cool, dope." But it wasn't until I heard a Slug song that it was like, "Hey, hey, I'm heartbroken and I'm gonna rap about it." And then I was like, "Holy shit, you're allowed to do that? You can express yourself in that way." Yeah. Um. So those would be my top five. So maybe you guys can get an idea of where me and Eddie are coming from. When we give you this advice, we do have years and years of experience. We're right. both constant contributors to hip hop. So you're more than welcome to uh, take what we say and take it with a grain of salt. It might not work for you. It might work for you. Uh, but this is uh, our knowledge and uh, that we're more than uh, willing to pass down to you guys. So, Eddie, yes. as we're getting older in hip hop, hip hop is getting older with us, but there's a, a whole new generation behind us. Right. Before them, though. Okay, we had the 90s, widely considered the the golden era of hip-hop. Would you agree with that statement, and why do you think it was the golden era of hip-hop? I mean, I think, um, I, I agree with that statement. I think, like, the every, anything from the early 90s to, like, I mean, just the 90s in general, from early 90s to, like, the late 90s, it, it was just... It was just an amazing era, you know. There was a lot. There was artists that were coming out. Um, the vibe of the songs were was super dope. There was a lot of diversity within the groups. You know, you can find a little bit of everything. You know, gangster rap started to come up, so people that like and and gravitated to that, like they could they could listen to that too. Um, you know, you have like Tribe Called Quest, which to me kind of like are also like big time influence to me. So the diversity of it has seemed very wide as well, which I'm I'm really like like just listening from from my influences musically i really like diversity to be able to take something and, and just like d- depending on your emotions you know you can enjoy different things but i think that to me i think really that's the that's the, that's really is the golden era there were so many good producers too i mean everything from pete rock to premiere to dj mugs um you know uh, things from dilated peoples too that were amazing like all the stuff from dilated that came out in the 90s was just amazing um and you know we grew i was a t- i was a teen in the 90s so i mean w- there is a little bit of bias on that because you know we grew up on that era too but i'm still around so i'm still listening to music i listen to the 2000s i listen to the 2010s and yeah. all that and and to me i think that the 90s still one of the most amazing eras in hip-hop what do you think it was about that genre or that era that that made it that way. What do you think? It was funky, bro. But why? But why do you? What? What? It what are the funky. odds? It Hold was, on. What are the odds that DMX, Jay Z, Nas, they're all alive at the same time? Like that says something in hip hop, doesn't it? Uh, that, that the Big Pun and Big L were walking around at the same time, dude. That's an amazing thing to have. That literally the mo- most amazing lyricist in hip hop. I think that's just walking yeah. Around I think enjoying. that's when I think that's when lyric. I'm not saying that lyricism doesn't 
people don't care about lyricism right now but if you're thinking about like top 40 hip-hop or like mainstream hip-hop it's not as accepted as like or as uh, 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 or as viewed as uh, amazing as it was in the 90s like even this the stuff that was like mainstream hip-hop in the 90s that you would hear on power 106 or whatever station everybody was super lyrical super dope yeah you had catchy hooks like you know funky hooks and and funky beats and everything but everybody would just really appreciated the the lyrical aspect of it and you know they were fighting they, they were like rapping you know each other they were trying to rap each other off each record you know so when when big pun drop a record you know he was going to be like the hottest thing so what's going to happen next whoever is going to d- release the next record what do they have to do they have to try to outdo him so it pushed the boundaries of like that friendly competition and you you, there was a lot of beefs too the bar but, kept getting raised yes so exactly everyone kept every time somebody rob, dropped a record the bar kept ready and now i raised. think the bar doesn't matter to people it doesn't and so no one tries to beat the next well, guy it they doesn't it doesn't like yeah guy. it doesn't it doesn't as much but there there is because there is i feel like there's a lot of layers of music nowadays just because we don't hear something on the mainstream doesn't mean like mainstream bro i'm gonna but, argue when we're you, talking about mainstream they don't care about lyrics well, they just want to do like, catchy uh, see, stuff I, I don't know that see what i'm thinking okay mainstream in the 90s would be like like let's say like wu-tang right like it was probably like early 2000s right yeah so 90s is like park big whatever. okay even them park and big lyrical those were lyrics and, and they were representing and the beat was always secondary to a, in a park song or a biggie song i would i would argue now you have where the beat is the primary everything else is secondary and now it becomes little blank but see like all they do yeah. is the le- allow the beat to carry them through the song right. instead of in the 90s where the lyrics were the main representation of the song but see that's another that's another point of why the 90s were the golden era because like you hear beats that are new now and that are like you know hip and and they're moving people like they really all sound the same you have the same drums behind yeah. it the same little stutter hi-hat that mm-hmm. they freaking put in there the 808s that they're mm-hmm. using uh and then you might have a, a cool little sample that follows the beat but the flows are the same mm-hmm. as opposed to the 90s you really had funky beats in the 90s yeah. like the the sound even you know you had similar patterns in the drum and the drum patterns and stuff and, and similar tempos mm-hmm. from different artists but just the music too was just so much more funkier like it actually made you move like the stuff that i hear now like maybe one out of ten i'm like okay that's a cool beat but other than that it's like the same cook the same I'll, shit i'll give you something that uh, a friend of mine lush one uh are you familiar with lush he, he he's an awesome cat so if you know lush he's had a history with drugs right mm. and this is this is when he was still using now he's shout out to to lush now 900 days sober Mm, so shout ups. out to him and, he, and you know, he's a man who has struggled with it but he is so much more better for for gone through that struggle oh yeah big ups so you brother. know shout out to Lush so you know, Lush told me one time I was criticizing like a little blank song or some bullshit song and he goes concept you don't do enough drugs to like this song <laughs> And I thought to myself, "That's true." No, I know, no, <laughs> I, I absolutely do not do enough drugs, yeah. and I probably don't do the right type of drugs to understand the song. Why do I need to be high to to understand this song? Should I not be able to just yeah well, comprehend yeah, and like, appreciate yeah. the song? Well, that's one of the cool. Well, that's one of the things that when it comes to us older folks, I yeah. feel like older hip hop heads is yeah. like we look for that aesthetic, we look for that hip hop sound. Like for example, like you know, Anderson Park has released some amazing music, you know, uh, for for quite some years now. So when I hear his stuff, his stuff is new, you know, it's new new school and stuff, but it's so funky, so dope. And I'm like that I look for that sound. So when I don't hear that sound, it's it, you know, I'm I can't relate to it, maybe because I'm older, maybe because I'm not high on shit, you know. But I when I hear some of the, you know, trap and, and, and other new styles that come up that is just pretty much dumbed down like the lyrics are dumbed down extreme extremely dumbed down <laughs> i just can't like i Listen, can't people, fathom are, people have always hated me but <laughs> i i tell people that uh, i don't like reggae and they're like oh god could you not like <laughs> reggae they're like you know bro smoke a bunch of weed and listen to some reggae tell me it's not dope i'm like okay <laughs> if I can't, why do I? Why should I need to be super high? Yes, bro, I'm super high. Everything's awesome. Uh, Everything's fantastic. But when I'm not high, all I hear is super simplistic lyrics, which is reggae, overly simplistic. Let's start together, and I get it. The lyrics are not 
the focus. It's the vibe and energy right. that it gives you. I understand. I was going to say that, yeah. 100%. But at the same time, the lyrics are super simplistic and it is child play. It's it's Dr. Well, Seuss it's, Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Two very funky yeah. songs, which I get. I understand. But what I'm saying is I shouldn't need to be super high to like something. Right. If I need to be high to like something, then I don't like it. Well, just, me, I just like being high. Well, let me tell you this. This this whole this whole this whole like comes down to like uh you know how uh, our, our point of view and and where we stand. Yeah. Um you know because for example, you're talking about reggae. Like I can already think of a few artists that are like reggae artists that are you would consider recent that I'm just like wow, those are amazing. So like we have Chronix, I love his stuff, mm. and then Coffee, she's a young MC. Mm. Super dope. You know, so it's it's just it it it, it 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 becomes like what we can listen to and we can consume on the radio. Those two artists that I talked to you about, you're not gonna hear those on regular radio. You might hear them on KCRW. You might hear them on other like you know, not so so much known local stations. Uh, you hear them on like, uh, you know, like I said, KCRW. So like that stuff is like amazing. So it's, I I think it it becomes like this thing of what we can listen to what is being projected to us by the radio by the masses like or by youtube or even spotify so if you listen to like if if we start hearing a lot of new hip-hop that that it's being projected onto us by like power 106 or whatever hot station is and we're not feeling it doesn't mean there's not new hip-hop that's coming out that's not mm. that's not that's on not. our level sure you know and the same thing for the reggae thing like you said like i listen to coffee and like chronics like and i love their stuff and 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 i feel like but they but you're not gonna hear those on you're not you gonna know, be familiar with you're them. not gonna be able to hear those yeah, on yeah, regular yeah. radio yeah. Yeah. No, no, and then that's important. It is important to say I'm not versed on reggae enough to say this artist sucks or this artist. Sucks. I, I, I take, I consume every some, I consume things like everybody else. Right. I got a, a tension span of four, five sec, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> do I like it? Do I not like it? Yeah. And then you know you get attributed to stuff. Reggae to me hasn't been an outlet. It right. never has. So I can't say you know. I know Ziggy, Ziggy Marley. He did a, an album with Nas, and that's the only reason I know him. <laughs> right? Uh, he was dope. Right? Yeah. See, that's that's a, a reggae that you're not usually you're not gonna hear on the radio. It's more dark. Mm. It's a heavier tune reggae. When my idea of reggae is like happy go lucky. Is Ziggy? It was Ziggy. No, it was Damian, Damian Marley. Was it Damian Marley yeah. with Nas? Okay, see, there you go. That's how much of a fan of reggae. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, all I'm saying is. It's all I'm saying is like we also have to be careful of that because you know we don't we we don't want to at least I mean I don't care but I don't want to be projected as like that you know all head Hater. doesn't yeah exactly Hater ass. I don't want to but like it's just, it's just what we what is being what career. is being but what I'm saying is what is being presented to us to the mass media mm-hmm. and the mass radio mm-hmm. and like it's not what I look forward to mm-hmm. so then I look out to other channels like kcrw sure. like you know uh kpfk yeah and things like yeah. that uh, like you know there's a dope show on sure. kpfk sure. Yeah, you know uh, yeah beats uh beat break breaks and rhymes yeah, yeah break beats Rebels and rhymes so grain. yeah it's like i listen yeah. to that stuff that and, still, yeah it's still going on so i still bro, that show's gotta be so i get my fix on that 10, you know 12 13 years already Good and there's that. and there's good and there's new stuff that's coming out that's like that what i'm just saying yeah. is what is being you know projected onto us to consume and to mass market it's it's not what we're feeling and it's definitely not uplifting not to me anyways when i listen to that i'm like you know i'll put it to you like this right so then when i'm djing some uh family events you know and stuff like that uh if somebody like if a little kid came over and, and asked me for something for like like a new song by um who would it be uh yeah like let's say uh uh like Anderson Pac, you okay. know, something funky that was like new when it kind of right. had some, you know, like like some some hip hop flavor to it. To like yeah, like it had flow, that. Yeah. If some little kid came and asked me for that, I'd be like, I assess the situation. Like okay, this is the. Do I think about it really quick? Like does he have bad words in it? Is there a clean version? Okay, boom, I can clean the version. But if like if somebody comes like and, and asks me for like one of those young kids come ask me for like hey can you play like Uncle Luke? uh like little Uzi or something, <laughs> and I'd be like, bro, I can't. I can't do that and then that that i'm just saying that to say like if i can play one of those songs for like a general crowd that means it's garbage that means it's, it that means it's like poison to your to to the people interesting you know what i'm saying yeah. but if somebody came and said like so 
some other I can't think of another song but like another you know something that was different that was new and that I'd be like and it has that aesthetic of that feel group because even some of the stuff that's been you know put out to us is like even the beat sounds like you know it sounds it doesn't make you vibe like it totally changes the vibe of everything yeah it's a hip-hop now or what is put see it sounds so bad but what is being put out as hip-hop now it seems to be more of a feeling based and they want you to be high while you're feeling it and it's worrisome to me because it speaks it you're it's a bad representation to the youth it is not the way hip-hop was meant to be consumed right and i'll tell you that as someone who has consumed hip-hop his entire life right yeah um it's almost you're almost hustling backwards you're you're pedaling wrong the hip-hop was brought up to be a voice in the movement right so it was uh, it was it was the movement having a voice being vocal and i don't mean just like audible audible it was a voice of like i'm walking and i'm talking and i'm hip-hop so i represent what hip-hop represents right hip-hop doesn't represent you getting super stoned you over look one of the biggest so so not long ago hip-hop was very lean very drug very oriented it was in the upfront till people started fucking dying from it mac miller is dead 26 one of the most talented artists of the past generation in hip-hop died from doing drugs at 26 we lost mac miller at 26 that's sad bro because he couldn't stop doing drugs right little blank uh uh whatever we know uh uh uh, uh, the winehouse look bro it's an epidemic and hip-hop is a glorification of it because you're justifying it right oh i'm an artist is what i do is an artist how we get down you're a drug addict yeah and you need to stop and you need to focus you're using it as an excuse right and it's a misrepresentation to anyone that looks up to you right anyone that was looking up to mac miller was fucking getting lean and stoned with him right until he died and now everyone's like whoa it's real life yeah little wayne keeps getting seizures from drinking the fucking lean he keeps getting them he keeps drinking it he's addicted he's an addict he has a substance abuse problem he needs to take care of that because he does represent hip-hop to some people and all i'm saying it's a bad look to tell everyone or to show everyone i'm super high i'm super stoned with a con look at my socks i got weed plants on them like let's go it's like, like a, no like you're a 37 year old man <laughs> you're super stoned all the time you're not accomplishing much because you, you can't move forward you, you're not allowing yourself all i'm saying <clears throat> hip-hop has become a representation of the youth and it's a bad deal to give them that as a focus right i i don't recommend it if you're listening to me i would kind of just take account to where you really are and what are drugs doing for you right are they really helping look you might the doors famously right famous drug okay you're not the doors bro you're not you're not him you're not gonna be him you're not it's not gonna happen you're you okay don't don't act and pretend like you can accomplish things when you're super high it's not the same you're not going to convince anyone of it you're fighting through the high to get through where you need to go clear that of your system and receive the signal clear is all i'm saying right right it would be my advice um but i think ultimately going up the ladder abstractly speaking Mm -hmm. hip-hop is the caveman writing on the wall right so like that caveman doesn't know how the wall got there he doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow when he leaves the cave he doesn't understand that but he marks the wall in hopes that he'll be remembered Mm. that's all it is that's all hip-hop that's all that's basically what all humans do we try to encompass our life with things that'll keep us remembered oh i was on oc weekly in 2012 bro Mm. an accomplishment i will be remembered Mm -hmm. and i think um for me hip-hop has been a way for that to be almost guaranteed or to have a good chance Mm. that when i die someone's gonna find hey hey did you know there was this little chubby kid running around fucking eight (laughs) years of interviews look at this Mm. he's around he will he sustained he was and i think when you start to disrespect that which is very easy to forget how important and the things that hip-hop can do for you bro the life that it can give you the 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 opportunities that it can open up for you um you start to disrespect those by 
disrespecting the opportunities you're not showing up you're not really taking advantage of them you rather go do some hip-hop will say you know what cool man i'm not gonna shine here no more someone else needs this shine someone else is gonna gladly take this tune and i will i'm telling you you that the signal will eventually never come back I'm convinced, bro, and it scares me shitless, huh. which is why I still do laps in hip-hop. Why I still, Because I want... I, dude, this signal is not as clear as it was. Mm. Before, bro, it was like the lighting beacon of my life. It was like what it was and what it guided me. But because of that, I ignored a bunch of other stuff in my life. My physical appearance, mm. like my wife at home, because I was just grinding, grinding, grinding. Right. And the light was coming. It was like, yes, go. You're almost there. You're almost there. And what happened is I took account and I'm like, holy shit, I'm ignoring everything else mm. and maybe that's what you're supposed to do to achieve i don't know right but to me it was i started to weigh out family time and hip-hop time and 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 uh, i had to sacrifice a lot of hip-hop time because right. i have responsibilities now you know right and and all i'm saying is don't impede the signal from getting to you buy things like drugs or bad intentions in hip-hop right i think hip-hop will pick up on that it'll, right. it'll know it, it knows and those people just kind of get brushed off bro it's just yeah no totally like you know you, do, you, you at, at a certain point like you know especially when you you become like an older uh, head like mm -hmm. you don't you don't really want to deal with that you know mm. you want to deal with clear clear level-headed people and again this is not a judgment to anyone but we're talking you know this podcast what made was made like strictly just to kind of give advice to artists out there doing their thing and if you want to have longevity in the game if you want to keep doing your thing for a long time and you want to thrive you really have to prioritize what you have you know and if if, if music is really a priority to you like you, you really have to assess the situations that you're put in and then the situations that are you that are put in front of you if anything that you're doing any kind of any kind of uh, addiction that you have that that's that's bad for you that's not really helping you in any kind of way like you really have to take you know it's this is hard but you really have to step back and you have to say to yourself like is this really doing anything for me and if it's not you know and if you really love hip-hop then you gotta really kick that shit off to the curve and keep doing and, and keep doing your thing to reach your goals and and just prioritize your things man like everybody has different priorities some are family some are like you know relationships you know responsibilities that you have but if you're like us you definitely love hip-hop to to an extent that it is a priority in your life um and you and if you really want to continue like kicking you know habits it's it's a hard thing to do but it, you, if you kick a lot of habits i mean it, just speaking monetarily if mm. you kick off a habit that like mm. you're paying all this money for weed you're paying all this money for alcohol and beers and all that like you're throwing away a 10 hour lockdown studio session at a professional studio where you could come out with an, a demo like you can come out with a, a, a six song EP I know you can record at home trust me but I know there's still studios that do a great job for you so you could put all that money that you're investing into your drugs your your alcohol your whatever you can put that into a good 10 hour session at a studio and come up with an album that you can be proud of and that's gonna leave you cement your legacy even further you know you gotta do that and I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you on, on a devil's advocate yeah. but I can record at home Eddie I can can smoke and i can record at home why why would i why what are the benefits of going to a studio why would i want to do that let me tell you this man like everybody can record at home but if you go to a studio that if you do your research and you find a studio that has that, that has been legitimate and they spend their time and and you can see their accolades you can see they work with a professional artists and everything and you hear the sound quality when you play what you recorded at home versus what you can let me, let me just tell you this find one of those save some money and do one song just tell the person like i want to do one song maybe it'll take me two hours if you practice your song through and through and you know it 100 percent, and you can do it good and you know how you're going to structure your ins and outs your ad-libs your flow and everything tell the person give me one hour in one hour i'll finish it whatever it, whatever it costs you there 100 bucks 120 an hour whatever it might be just do it and then do one do the same thing at home and play those back to back and in your studio and your home studio in a car you will see the difference and the difference is going to be like the stuff that you're recording it's cool and whatever it gets the point across but the other stuff 
it's professional quality it's like you can hear you're gonna hear yourself it, like a million ways better trust me on that and all I'm, or, or we're saying is to that to that effect like all the stuff that you can spend on or it could be something else it could be like you can spend that on finding somebody that does really good graphics and that is going to do a great job with the graphics and that's going to you know put something really cool on your cd and then you take that and that's what you pass around that speaks millions uh, when it comes to like your presentation so all i'm saying is all the money that you're spending on weed mm-hmm. uh, alcohol and all that stuff invested in yourself interesting invested in your music invest that in your music invest that in your passion instead of investing it on a, on on a habit and i and i'll adding on top of that um i do like the idea of, of doing the comparing right yeah. go to go to yeah. professional studio in the drive home here now let, let me give you guys another reason why you should record at a professional studio when you get an opportunity the idea again of being um of owing somebody something and i don't mean monetary i mean like you book the time so there's an engineer waiting there for you another artist didn't get that time because you booked that time the, the idea of walking into a booth, having somebody else take care of the levels oh, yeah. for you, so all you focus on is the lyrics. Yes. And and three, we talked about last week about being professional. Now, the 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 the, the, the how it makes you a professional by showing up in time on time, knowing your lyrics, it 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 forces you to be disciplined in your art form, studying or, or recording in your house. That's it doesn't you can do it in your underwear. Right. That, that there's no there's no there's no forcement of guiding and direction. It's all oh it is what it is. And then you got an Xbox and you got your look you got your daughter knocking or you got your wife coming in. Yeah. It's not there. Professional, you're walking in, you know what it's like to rap in a professional studio. Cuz look, you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah but you know the, the, the artists have their their studios at home." No, 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 no. Uh, Jay Z has a multi-million dollar studio, right. which he has a a, a, a very well-paid engineer yeah. that shows up to his house. Right? Okay, that's the difference. <laughs> the difference is that they're, they're professional rappers. Right. You're not there yet. Right. Get there, and you're not gonna get professional at home. Yeah, and right? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you save just just do the math. Save whatever you spend on on weed and alcohol. Save it for like a couple months, three months. That's gonna give you some good money to go to the studio and and just the experience to mm-hmm. go in there mm-hmm. and 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 actually be in a professional studio and then this is and then again going back to being professional you show up on time you pay your stuff and you kill the song mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying this is 100 for uh, secure for sure but guess what this person in the professional studio this engineer has been doing this for a while if they hear something they like something different something that's going to stand out guess what you're you're going to be able to get your network there you're going to be so that person might be able to pass it down to someone and say hey you know what this you know are you with someone like you sign like because this is really dope you could let me let me link you to this person or guess what the artist that comes after you same situation like hey this is really dope like you know when somebody with the artist is going to come after you is also spending the same money that you're spending so guess what they're serious about their stuff they're professional i'm not going to say they're going to go out of their way to help you but you're still doing networking that it's at another mm. level you know as opposed to just doing it at home where you like isolate yourself from everybody else which which brings me to the next subject that i wanted to bring up which was the um it is the networking and this is what what i mean is um i base my entire career everything i've ever accomplished on on the podcasting skill has been under this this idea just be in the building just be in the building yep. you're already 90 percent ahead of everybody else yep. be in the building you know where the building isn't your house no because yeah. epmd isn't walking around your house right <laughs> uh, uh the next a they're not one or no you know where they are they're at studio right you know where the a and r is the labels is the, where they are they're at studios that's where they're right. at you know that engineer he has a, a job at at uh, Def Jam on the weekends. That's where it's at. Right. Be in the building. Open yourself up to the experience of going out to the hip hop world. Right. The world that's already established. The movement. The A and R's. The people that are moving shit. Those people are not at your house. Right. They're at studios. Go and go out there. They're at shows. Go and go out there. Be in the fuck. Be in the building. Right. And that's gonna change, dude. I've I've okay. So uh, I've been 
I moved from from the podcast scene to iHeartRadio simply by being in iHeartRadio headquarters. Right. Just around the situation, they were like, hey, you did great in this one show. Do you mind trying out for a different show? That was not going to happen at home. Right. But because they saw me, they're like, hey, there. do you mind trying out for a second show? I'd be love to do that. Boom, landed the second show. Right. Being in the building right. is all the difference in the world. And that means putting your shoes on. That means getting dressed. That means being professional and heading out to the hip hop world. Right. Out there in establishment or people that are already in the yeah. business. That's where you want to be at. Right. My advice to you would be try to be in the building mm -hmm. as often as possible. Mm -hmm. And once you're in the building, get ready. Right. This is the moment because these opportunities are not might, may not come again. It, right. And it's very simple. If you're an MC, let me give you a simple piece of advice. Carry your beats, carry your instrumentals on a thumb drive. Carry that thumb drive on your keychain. You're at a hip hop show, uh, you're, you're at a Baca show, one of the artists falls through. Hey, guess what? I have my set on my right. keys. I'm in the building. Let's right. go. Yeah. You're ready to pounce. You're on the opportunities. That's Be great advice. Because that opportunity is going to lead you to the next opportunity, to the next opportunity. And that's the way it'll develop. It's never going to, no one's going to accidentally drive past your house and be like, oh, that shit is dope. Who is that? Hey, I happen to run a fucking out. You know, it doesn't work like way. It doesn't right. work like Hey, you have to be out there. You have to, you have to put yourself out to get hurt yeah. and denied. Right. That's part of the game. Yeah. But at your house, it's not never going to happen. Right. right. Yeah. And that is important for people because you keep thinking to yourself, oh, it's a SoundCloud rapper. It's a this is a rapper. Like, listen, that SoundCloud rapper that made him blah, 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 at some point sat down with an engineer, at some time, point sat with a producer, at some point sat with a label, an AR, little blank, whatever, the biggest little in the world. He sat down with business people at some point. Right. And that happened because he ventured out. Mm -hmm. He was out in the business. He was out doing you gotta it. Gotta be out there, people. You have to. Um, it's very easy to convince yourself you're doing something at home yeah it's not until you go outside the boundaries of your house you realize you're not doing that much or right. you're you're not doing you're not going in the right direction right you know um and also the relation that you have with your peers in hip-hop is very important i would think right yeah totally how do you how do you view we talked about it this a little bit last week on the team and the right team and the right stuff but uh you said that when it came to the management side when allow people that know more than you to take lead in the situations right right um i think one of the biggest mistakes is thinking you can do everything yourself and i think a lot of people in hip-hop oh you know it's a solitary gig it really isn't at some point you should you should develop yourself solitarily i would recommend again from yeah. last week's episode to find out who you are in the music before you team up right but when it comes to the business ending you're not going to know shit man right L you have to trust other people that are already in that business, right? Right. Uh, so these are all things that you guys can uh, think about and, and develop yourself as an artist as you go along. And and we'll wrap it up because there's a lot of stuff that we want I want to cover. But the one thing that hip hop doesn't do is we don't talk about religion and we don't talk about politics. <laughs> now you have certain niche artists, your more techniques, your dead press, politics strictly, boom, 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 right? But outside of that, even as public personas, there's eh, hip hop artists aren't telling you go vote Republican or go vote Democrat or go to. Why do you think hip hop can't or hasn't stepped into the politics arena? Um, I mean, I I don't know. Um, I can't really say if it hasn't because I'm sure there's a lot of songs that are missing by artists that speak about things. Uh, are you such. sure? I'm sure. Are you sure that there's a lot of songs by artists touching political subjects? I'm sure there is. Because I don't know that that's true, Eddie. <laughs> and I, don't, I honestly think they don't want to polarize. They don't want to say. At the end of the day, Jay-Z, super rich person. Right. Okay. Uh, it would be nothing for him to be a Republican, but he's never going to tell you that. He's never going to express that. It's 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 taboo because you're dividing at that point. Well, if Eminem goes, I'm Republican. Well, then all the Democrats ain't buying it. If he goes, I'm Democrat, none of the Republicans. It's such a dividing idea, politics, right. that I feel people don't. And they voluntarily move around the subject. Do you think that's a, I mean, I think it's a do mistake. you think that's a bad Yeah. Thing? Okay. Again, Time Magazine voted uh, hip hop to be the strongest voice in the world. 
Right. So the strongest voice in the world doesn't talk like, about feel the like, two biggest important I feel like I, I feel like someone that has been um, very good about adding things like that in his albums has been common. Okay. I feel like he's been really good about like Car- speaking his, his political. Yeah, 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 his yeah, sure. entire career, like yeah. about about spiritualism, mm-hmm. about like his political um, alignments and his beliefs. So I think I, I think of him right away when it comes to that. But I mean, yeah, you I mean to a certain extent you're right i don't really hear a lot of things uh i mean you hear things you hear people talking about being a humanitarian and 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 kind of like speaking about freedom and justice and such things like that but not anything specific about like uh about a a, a, a specific politician or anything like that right and i, I mean i think that's got to be hard i mean f- for example like myself i um here in Costa Mesa I'm really tied uh, with a couple of people that I that are friends of mine and, and they're city council members and I I wouldn't I wouldn't think twice about putting them in a song but it just has to be the right contact uh, like context I guess and I just uh, if I'm thinking about that context like already specifically when I'm writing the song then I'll definitely throw them in but if I don't if I feel like I don't have anything specific to say then there's no there's no need for it mm. um but that I mean I don't know I, I can't really say I mean I and I same thing with religion I mean I have some stuff written about religion and 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 my spiritualism and what I believe in um but I really don't hear a lot of that stuff on the mainstream either and I don't and and but the mainstream is different though because the mainstream you really do you know it creates a division for those people that believe in whatever you're believing in and the people that don't so i think i think you know then their their choice is more specific or like i'm not gonna play that because then people are gonna not listen to me but if you're talking about like you know your regular local artists i think i see it more in local artists than i do see mainstream artists for sure and including myself Mm -hmm. yeah no uh, i just feel that it's still a taboo subject um and i get it i get it you know i mean you have to be a very talented artist to make politics and religion like a subject that I want to listen to a song about. Right. But there are artists that, like, again, I'll go to Dead Prez, right? So there's a great song called Animal and Man mm. by Dead Prez. Um, incredible. It's all metaphors, right? But it's about it's about the reality of men of man and the greed of man and, and the will of wanting to always be in charge and in power. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a great way to talk about politics. It's a metaphor, but they're they're, they're slipping it in there. Right. You know, uh, I don't feel that enough artists uh, take in that effort to do that. Mm. And I think it's a lost moment because hip hop has such a strong hold on the youth. Right. That if the right artist came out with the right political in, in you know enticed song, it could do some damage. It could do a lot of good, dude. And and, and they give you a bad example and a good example. Ice T the cop killer in like ninety three or ninety two or something like that. Maybe even before that political song and it was about the revolution and about fighting police force and all that stuff have a song called cop killer out now it, it, uh, no one's gonna sign it no one's gonna hear it no one wants to they're not gonna play it they're not you know what i'm saying right. you think power to six is gonna play a song called cop killer right it, it's not a part of hip-hop that it's not something hip-hop has taken very much pride or a lead in religion or politics and i honestly think it's a misstep it's a it's something it's a real missed opportunity that could do some good the closest that we got to people caring about politics and hip-hop was because obama was running and i feel 100 percent it was because he was black Mm. it wasn't because they cared or they understood the politics they they just wanted the black guy to win fine cool awesome he did great it it, it turned out to be a, a good call but Again, I, I don't think it was with the intentions of like, hey, you know, it's important what to about, care about uh, politics. What about Eminem about like Donald Trump uh, so, doing his freestyle? If you know Eminem, history also went against the George Bush administration when he was right. coming out. So this is somebody who's rich, white, and rap. That's what I'm saying. That's a great example. So, and the biggest mainstream artist on the planet. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. Eminem's the only one. Right? Jay-Z. Right. Uh, DMX, Nas, all these cat, all these bigger name, all these big names, just a co- there's no po- there's no political talk. And now you go to Kanye. Listen, you okay. can't judge. It's un- it's unstable. It's instability. It's mental issues. It's obviously there. Everyone wants to ignore it right. and pretend that it's because he's such a genius. With it. Oh, no, it's because the man needs mental 
stability and right. he's not getting them and, and he, so he's he's going he's he's literally having breakdowns in front of you and you guys are appraising him because he makes fucking mediocre pop music it's like right. bro cut it out you know what i mean the guy is running for president and he's crying while he's giving speeches everyone's looking at him like yo but no one wants to say nothing right no one wants to tell him anything right. give the man a hug what's yeah. wrong with you guys you're all watching him cry you're right. for you know and and again it's they're very few in between i just feel that it's a big misstep and i wish more artists even send a tweet out something we're speaking on a more political because it's so important especially nowadays bro politics has become a fucking gaggle bro it is insane right and, and then so uh, with that being said i think i think we're you know obviously we're directing the podcast to artists too and and you know obviously fans too of hip-hop and listeners and and artists and i, I would say this like i I, as an artist myself, I have no problem talking about like what I believe in, what I support, um, my spiritualism, um, my, uh, you know, all these things that I support. I have no problem with that. And if it turns some people off that, that are, you know, my listeners, quote unquote, or my followers, so be it. But as I grow as an artist and as I, I mature as a person and as I keep putting music out and I'm just going to keep, you know, obviously evolving as a human and I'm, I'm going to be maturing as a person and as a father now. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to be keep putting music out there that's meaningful to me. Yeah, you're going to have your, let me, let me hear, let me, let me hear that, you know, that, that song that is going to make people dance or make everybody like your quote unquote single, whatever. I can do that too, but I'm going to keep putting music that represents who I am. Mm. So, and if any, if I lose any listeners on the process, so be it. But this is, at the end of the day you want to be remembered for your music but you also want to be able to listen to your music mm. back and feel and feel um and just feel proud of what you did not like you know with like a chip on your shoulder but like proud of expressing yourself like honestly and if you can't express yourself honestly and if you're like saying something or you're holding something back because you're 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 afraid you're gonna miss an opportunity or you're not gonna hit your right target um you, you you're gonna hit your right target audience if you're a hundred percent honest with yourself so if you want if you don't want to talk about politics that's fine if you want it but but just don't talk but just don't lie about what you believe in if you don't want to talk about it keep it out keep it minimal whatever you're doing mm -hmm. but if you do have a chance to speak about it, I think it empowers you as a person and I think it's going to bring it's going to make that connection with your listeners even stronger. I know my I know my my audience and I know that when they feel I'm speaking from the heart, I know I'm reaching out to them and I know they feel me. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. You're right. You shouldn't constrict yourself to what you think people are going to like. You should be putting out what you like right. and what you've developed to be like Okay, I'm done. I'm going to put this out for judgment. Because right. listen, again, artists, the reality of what you're doing is you're creating at home and you're putting it out for judgment. Be ready to right. get judgment. Totally, totally. Because one of the things that, you know, it's uh, I'm, I speak about in my music, I'm, 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 I'm a DACA recipient, so I'm a dreamer, so I'm undocumented and I'm protected by DACA. You know, we just, DACA just, you know, um, which is better, better, better sweet because DACA just like celebrated 10 years from its passing. But, you know, you kind of want to celebrate but you kind of don't because it's like not a permanent solution mm -hmm. and and it's still in danger of being taken away mm -hmm. i speak about that shit on my rap because that's mm -hmm. who i am yeah and again that's me as an artist being 100 percent with my listeners and i think if you do that as an artist whatever issue you have going on and i feel like that's a you know and and yeah some people might not understand it some people might be on like oh well you know we don't want immigrants coming over here and taking our jobs and stuff it's not really so black and white there's a lot of different situations what why that happens and that's something that's a human right issue to me in my as a human as a human i believe that's something i can speak about and i feel like that's something that's um actually impacting a lot of people if you have other issues and they honestly have to deal with somebody being oppressed somebody being in danger speak about it speak up about it if you have some issues with some other random thing that only bothers you then just 
still be honest to yourself <laughs> yeah. and be ready for to hear what your what the people have to say about yeah. it like yeah. same thing uh, some people might not actually like that side of me that that you know i came here uh undocumented when i was as a kid my my mom actually brought me over it wasn't my decision to come but i'm here now and i've been here pretty much all my life and this is my country as well some people might take offense to that when i'm rapping but hey let me guess what now i know that i'm not gonna direct my music to that person i know where that music that person stands i can stay clear of that person and continue to be 100 percent a hundred percent honest to myself and then i can keep putting music that's authentic yeah and i have no doubt that i'm gonna reach someone and guess what i might actually reach someone that needs it Mm, no absolutely absolutely and it's important to express yourself uh to find the right way to express yourself all i'm saying is i wish more people would focus all i'm saying is because the, it is such an important part of our lives now it didn't it, it didn't it took me to be an adult obviously to realize politics and the role that it has in the everyday world that we live in um and that's a whole another subject we're going to get to in another episode uh, because I think it's flawed. And I think the number, and I'll leave you listeners with this, the number one flaw in the political system, I think, and that can, a, a lot of issues can be fixed, is um, I don't understand why voting is anonymous. I think it's a huge mistake to make voting anonymous. If, if anything... The last thing that should be anonymous should be voting. It should be completely 100% transparent. Who voted for who? That would eliminate a lot of the politics that we have. Because I feel that a lot of the problems in politics are people doing one thing and saying another. And that can all a lot be eliminated by knowing who voted for what. And that is super important. And I think the no one of the biggest flaws in the political system is that it's anonymous. For, it, Eddie, it should be. It should be George, blah, 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 voted for blank. Eddie voted for blank. And now you can undeniably under determine who the winner and what the winner and what the people want so which you, is important so you think it's like important for clarity i i think it's important for clarity justification it's important for real and true stability in politics right now since you can't tell who voted for what everyone can vote any way they want right which is maybe a good idea but it's not because what you're what you're allowing your by having the anonymous that they, they, they can run I'm, I'm so right i'm so right i'm so right then they go and vote left because whatever 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 the reason is and all i'm saying is dude you're opening yourself up to all kinds of concealment and all kinds of danger it should be blank stated and wait i should be able to look up who voted what think about what kind of oh sorry no worries. All I'm saying is think about the justification and the clarification that will come if voting wasn't anonymous. I don't know. I mean, I think I've, I, see, the, I see what you're saying. The other argument I get we, is this, because I'm sure you're going to give me the same yeah. argument I get. When, yeah. wh wh why do you think well, it's a bad I was just going to say people's safety, bro. Which is something someone else tells me. Because you can't you can deny with everything going on. Yeah. You can't deny like some nut might actually. Well, you know why, you though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know why that developed? Because voting was anonymous. If voting from the very beginning wasn't anonymous, you wouldn't have any of that. Because it would have would be established you vote and there it is it's blank and obvious and now who's voting bro the people that are interested in voting the people let, not let see, me <laughs> let me tell you let me let me bring this up before we close it up okay. so we, i know we're going to talk about this on the next uh, show yeah. but like I, I would suggest like people to, people should go watch all in the family you know you remember that show all, all in the, the family, family. It's a really old show from like I think it's from the seventies I believe okay. I might be wrong but it it kind of ties in with the Jeffersons as well okay so and then and then all in the family has like basically the dad or the, the head of the family is like a bigot and he like you know completely racist mm -hmm. against like black people and mm -hmm. stuff and and then the Jeffersons it's a similar thing but like reverse so like the main the main person yeah. um you know George very Jefferson is very yeah. anti white okay. so big, <laughs> a big yeah he's a bigot he's a, a black bigot it so then you know they kind of go back and forth but yeah. i think that's like i think that's i think that's kind of like what you're hinting at with like being being like able to see who you voted for mm -hmm. and it's interesting if you look at that dynamic because like the family 
like the kids and the moms, they all get along and they are the only ones that have like an issue with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet they still manage to be neighbors mm-hmm. and there's obviously no violence and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we're, we're talking about comedy, which yeah. always makes like a lighter issue of things. Yeah. But if the situation was like that, where like no violence is going to be brought towards another person uh-huh. for who they voted for yeah. or whatever, I, I'm okay with that like being out in the open but the way the situation is now yeah i don't think that's possible you and you don't think it's a good idea i don't think maybe not now i don't think it's a good idea because people will seek other people for for who they voted well you already register either as a republican or a democrat so you're registered as that okay so as a voter people that's that's a lot different than putting your name on blast but it shouldn't be because what's the difference is well you might not vote republican if you're a republican and that's the problem that's my whole point what i'm saying is you already are registered as a republican or a democrat people can already see who you're voting for this just determines that this is who you're voting for Mm. so what's the what's the big problem you already know you're i'm a democrat no no it opens it up to corruption. It opens it up to people doing things and saying different things. And, do, it, and all that stuff that you don't want in politics, anonymous is what causes that. If it was 100% blank voted for blank and blank voted for blank, and blank, people would be like, well, shit, there it is. Black and white. What more do you want? You know what I'm saying? But now there's this whole grounds of like, oh, it was stolen. or the other. Well, why? Because you can't see who voted for who. You would eliminate a lot of those things. And yes, the violence. But the one way you get rid of it is start. Start right now. All those violent assholes will weed themselves out. People don't know who they are. And 10 years from now, the political system will be rolling, be bumping because everyone is accountable for their vote. Mm. All I'm saying is think about it. I know. I know. But I spent a lot of time kind of debating it. And I would love to hear other other ideas why i'm wrong but to me it seems very simple the one thing the last thing you want to be anonymous is voting boom clear and simple there's the winner this this is what the people want more people voted this when you see you know and and i obviously i study like american history too and everything and even even like some 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 law classes and stuff and 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 and, and, and famous cases in the united states and like what happened at the Mm -hmm. capitol on the sixth, mm-hmm. um, for that to be able to happen in the United States is probably one of the most shameful things that has ever happened in the Absolutely. United States. Yeah. So to worry, to complete embarrassment, and and the, especially the way like a lot of those people, you know, if it would have been a black mob, <laughs> it would have been like Deaths. completely annihilation. It would have been death. It would have been death. So to be able to 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 deal with that, like that is like to to think about like having to show who you vote for and having and not be unanimous like that's the last thing i'm thinking about Mm. knowing that we had to deal with that and those people i'm you know what and you know it it's a good thing no one got killed no one wants anybody killed right but but uh, you, but it sh- but if but you know if it was black people it should have been or 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 Latinos it would have been a different case sure and the way that it's being handled I mean it's it's a it's a process it's an ongoing process but to me that's a more pressing matter than having to to show like who's voting for who hmm. okay now, I I think you know I and I solid, mean that like solid point. I mean that like in, point of in importance whole, yeah secondary I get yeah. that I I'm just bringing this up as a subject of why can't we have this conversation in hip hop? Mm. Why isn't there more? Why is it me? Why is it me talking about it? Why is it? Why has it been me for years talking about politics and religion, and nobody else talking about politics and religion? Help! I used to rap about Christ and God. No one, dude. I'm telling you, like, why isn't this a subject that is brought up? People. I feel would re- respond to that originality and that freshness of like, hey, he's talking something that I haven't heard. I think it could be well received, especially now right. where younger and younger people are getting involved in politics. Right. All I'm saying is there's a missed opportunity in hip hop and I feel politics is it. And I feel that it is such an important subject that we should be brushing it. We mm-hmm. should be talking about it. It should be a common occurrence in hip hop to talk about who you're voting for. What's the next step? What do you involve? Bro, we're all adults eventually. You know, right. you, know you don't stay young in hip hop. Newer things come into your life and politics has a direct effect on them. Right. And if you're hip hop, you should be processing them through a hip hop lens and 
putting something out, not being ashamed or scared of the response you're going to get from it. Yeah, I think I think you're. I mean, I feel, I see your point, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's important to be involved. And this is like artists too. Like it is important to be in, involved in politics, especially local politics too. Yep. Like in your local city and especially stuff. Especially the. Local and politics. I think that's the way you're you're really going to be able to change things. Um, and as an artist, as a creative mind, you know, start locally too. Like start getting involved with your local stuff. You know, put some mm-hmm. songs out. You know, write something. See where see where people feel. See what people feel where they fall. Um, you shouldn't be afraid of it. I think I think there's probably more artists that write certain things about it in their albums, which we don't hear about. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely gonna do a little bit more d- research on this. I, I want to. I, I I'm. You left me intrigued to be able to listen. I, I mean, I know I've, obviously, like I can think of like Talib Kweli for sure, one of the more outspoken people. Uh, for, you know, and that's for for and that could be for the better for for better <laughs> for better or worse. Episode. So we'll get into no, but I'm saying like for better episode. or worse. Now you're talking about that issue. Maybe he said something that you didn't feel right, and you didn't you thought he was wrong <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and say that's that's what happens though when you put yourself out there you're gonna be scrutinized for what you say sure. somebody might not feel like I said I left it as an example today about me like being undocumented and talking about DACA yeah. I know there's a lot of people that don't feel like we should be here mm-hmm. so then if I put myself out there like that I'm gonna be scrutinized for what I say mm-hmm. so then next time somebody brings up my name they might shake their head mm. you know so I think that's the, the, the reason why no, 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 you know no, no, what I'm no. saying I get it I get it uh, so yes yeah, so look all, all we want to do in each one teach one is 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 a plant the seed of thought in right. your head uh, take what you can right. I'm not an expert I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice okay I've been following politics very closely nice um I'm not an expert in any way shape or form mm. to me I'm giving you through this lens of up the ladder and down the ladder and it seems that if you just go down the ladder and you're more specific on votes and thoughts and ideas you can right. hold people accountable to those it's right. the it's the not knowing who voted where that allows people to vote however what way they want and then act a different way mm. and i think and i know that's an issue in politics all i'm saying so okay. um each one teach one is here to make you think it, it come back next week uh me and eddie are going to go through a different range of subjects that I, we hope will guide you through your journey in hip-hop and your journey in life um we have nothing but the best intentions when it comes to hip-hop yes and i think that and i know that that is lacking in a lot of the hip-hop media that you guys listen to and consume mm-hmm. so um come back next week eddie anything else you want to say before we take off because it's been a very interesting week uh, uh, with a lot of subjects to cover but uh, i'm very excited for next week no i just want to say thanks for having and you giving me the opportunity to enjoy your plat to join your platform and do this um i really do think uh I, I do want to say that it, we same thing you know we just hope you take whatever you can get out of the show yep. and put it into your journey as an artist um, as a listener too and, and just continue to I just say continue to support you know uh, those artists that are 100% themselves for better or worse mm-hmm. you know and uh, don't be afraid of uh, of sharing other artists you know I think that's why I definitely want to uh, you know reference that point like support your local artists I know that's been said a lot mm-hmm. but really support your local artists uh because if you're an artist first of all you know um then they might do the same for you so support your local artists out there and let's just keep 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 being yourself 100 but don't be afraid of, of growth that's right and uh, support us each one teach one tell a friend all we ask is that you go ahead and you send them the soundcloud link you send them the itunes link you send them the spotify link we're going to be in all those bases um all under the wake the flock of banner go to wake the flock if you want uh or like i said itunes we're going to be on Spotify yeah. we're going to be on iHeart so subscribe. Just, just subscribe tell a friend and uh, each one teach one and we're all better off yes. we'll catch you guys next week peace, peace.